Badger fans, what's going on? We got that dude coming on the show to help break down our early signing day. Brian Smith joins us, talks about the big defense lineman commit, the whole at receiver still, all that and more on today's Locked On Badgers. Let's go. You are Locked On Badgers, your daily podcast on the Wisconsin Badgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Badger fans, what's going on? Welcome to a special edition of Lockdown Badgers. Thank you for making this one of your first listens every single day. I really do appreciate you. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Lockdown College for $20 off your purchase. All right, we're going to get right into it. We got Brian Smith joining the show. Um, this is always a fun one because we can really break down recruiting. And what better time to break down recruiting than right after early signing day? Brian, I want to start with the the Big news, the good news of the day for the Badgers. <laughs> Ernest Willer Jr., big-time defensive lineman, consensus four-star, with an offer list to back it up, commits to the Badgers. He is one of my favorite kids from the East Coast and the class overall. Had a chance to meet him a little over a year ago at Under Armour in Bradenton, Florida. That's a put-together kid, man. He had offers from everybody, Penn State, Ohio State, Notre Dame, you, you name it. I don't know what the deal is on why he picked Wisconsin, but, I mean, his offer list, as you noted, backs it up. He's an edge guy, can stand up, but he could put his hand in the dirt too. Depends on what you want to run on a particular play. So if they go three-man or four-man, he's good. But most importantly, that's a pass rusher. Look, Wisconsin never gets these guys. This is a great start for them because you got to get a guy like this every year, at least one of them. And now that's, you know, that's year one. You need two or three more years of this to be where you want to be, but – Getting a kid like Ernest, especially from Maryland, which is pretty unique, is a great thing because if you don't broaden your base, you're not going to win with just Chicago and Wisconsin kids. That's not enough. So that's a good sign for Wisconsin too, but big pickup with Willard. Watching him on film, um, and I, I definitely want to pick your brain more on this, He he's interesting because it feels like, and you mentioned it right away, I want to go off it, he can play a lot of different spots. You can play him inside, outside. Maybe he yeah. can stuff the rent, run on first and second down and move inside a little bit as a pass rusher. Where do you see him ultimately being the most impactful as he kind of matures through the college strength and conditioning program? Depends on your scheme. Um, if you're going to run a true 4-3, I would think strong side defensive end as a junior and senior. But depending on the circumstance and who he has around him, that's the really big part. If you're weak at three-tech, maybe on third and seven, you put him at three-tech going against a guard. If you've got, again, this is why you recruit in as many as possible. So another defensive end who's not as – Heavy as him, he'll be 260 or more by the time he leaves Wisconsin, probably 260 when he arrives. If you can do it that way and get more guys on the field, that's what Ohio State does. That's what, like UCLA had a great defense this year, et cetera. You have to be able to move guys inside because you just got a bunch of dudes. If they play three-man line, you could do some stuff like that too, and he may stand up part of the time. But, yeah, he's a package guy. And your nickel, maybe he drops into coverage every now and then in his own blitz package. There's all kinds of ways to use him. But, again – if you get the athlete like that, it opens your playbook. If you don't get them, then you're just you're just another defense. What is where when you watch Bunton, where does he still need to get better? Do you think? Probably playing the run. Uh, that's the thing that most pass rushers don't do well early on. And honestly, it's one of the reasons that they don't do so well as it relates to getting on the field for what fans want. Well, why isn't the the stud in there? It's because he gets beat with eye candy play action bootlegs, et cetera, and they don't get beat, they get smoked. And then a guy gets, you know, the, once a quarterback gets on the edge in today's era, like if you just misplay the run, don't understand your keys, that's a 40-yard play. So that's why they usually just get in on third and a gazillion miles. 
Because if they get beat, they still might stop the kid. They don't tell him that, but that's that's like off the record kind of conversation. Like he doesn't understand the playbook yet. Is something I hear all the time from coaches. But if he can figure that part out, third and seven, he's good to go. He needs to be able to add moves and all that. But his natural twitch, his power, he's got really strong hands at the point of attack. He'll be able to get off some blocks pretty early in his career. Just needs to add to the pass rush repertoire. And again, the run game's a little different. Uh, think about the guys you go against at offensive tackle in the Big Ten. I mean, those are those are grown men now. Uh, Two sixty kid that hasn't been through the weight program very much. The first down and ten is hard for freshmen in the box. That, that's that's asking a lot. What um, what does it say about Wisconsin recruiting when when they're able to go into Maryland? You talked about the Maryland area doing well in oh, there. Yeah. It's kind of unusual, and then to pull a four star defensive lineman like this. That means you've got contacts. Recruiting is about who you know, uh, recruiting consistently, having the ability to gain confidence from people at a prefer, uh, hopefully an area, <clears throat> excuse me, but preferably, you know, a prime program. And then it kind of spreads like the greater D.C. area just outside of it. The programs that you hear about, Damatha, you know, Gilman, stuff like that. You have to be able to get in that door. But everybody's trying to do the same thing. It's not like Wisconsin hammers home Maryland very often. Everybody recruits there. USC recruits there for crying out loud. You know, Texas has gone to the East Coast and gotten kids from like New Jersey and stuff like that. It's very competitive. So it is a high water mark, but they've got guys on staff that have connections there. And this is the beginning step for Wisconsin to be successful long term. I remember when they got Ron Dane, he was like a first team USA Today All American. It was a shock. They even got him to visit originally. Like nobody thought they were going to get him. And it started to change their program. You have to get somebody like that, that nobody thinks you're going to get. This could be maybe their first guy on defense. And again, you got to get Philly kids. You got to get New Jersey kids, stuff like that. They're not going to come down where down here where I live and just plunk all kinds of guys. You get a few, but that can mean, that can be their home base. Iowa used to do that in the 80s under Hayden Fry. He got a bunch of New Jersey PA kids and stuff. They were a top 10 program. Why can't Wisconsin do that? Sure enough, they can Let's let's switch gears to Rob Booker, the, the in-state tight end, the six foot six athlete that was Wisconsin, flipped to UCLA, flipped back to Wisconsin. Is he more in your eyes as just kind of maybe a jumbo receiver in this offense with Phil Longo? Well, I mean, right now he is. He's too thin to be hitting the hammer on third down and one in, in the jumbo package. Uh, he might be your edge guy that you put in motion as a receiver. He's, I mean, there are receivers, guys that are listed that way, and that position is is no longer really anything more than fluid. Uh, an outside receiver and a flex tight end are the same thing. They, they really are. I mean, some guys are bigger than others, but maybe he's the guy that blocks a little bit like that, but 90% of the snaps, he's going to be in there as a pass catcher. The thing that sucks about that is when teams see him come into the game, they know kind of what's going on. He's got to get stronger. There is no way, but he's an athlete. He can jump, basketball guy. If you have those guys in your offense in the spread on first and 10, that's when he's going to have his most effectiveness. Third and long, when it's coming and everybody sees it, they're, they're going to be able to throw jump balls to him. That could still work, but they need guys like this every year in long term. After you get two or three of them, there's always another one coming along. That's when you can really start being a true spread offense like Longo wants. Right now, they don't have the personnel. And we're going to get to the other part of the tight end slash receiver board here in a minute. But right now they don't have the personnel to remotely run what Longo wants to run. Now he ain't going to say that coaching staff of Wisconsin is not going to say that, but I am. That's just the reality. Well, let's get into that next. Let's take a quick break and then come back with um, kind of a two-parter keeping Xavier Lucas away from 
away from those people down in Florida, and also what's missing in this class. We're going to do that next on Lockdown Badgers, but first a quick break for our friends of the show over at Game Time. Game Time is the ultimate place to go buy your tickets, go get what you need to entertain yourself this holiday season, or get someone else what they need to entertain themselves this holiday season. That's what Game Time is there for. Again, fastest, simplest, easiest, cheapest, most efficient way to buy tickets, Game Time. It shouldn't be stressful to get those tickets. That's what Game Time is taking out of the mix. It's it's easy. You don't have to plan months in advance. The logistics are gone. Last-minute deals, flash tickets, easy to find, plus pictures of, of what it's going to look like when you sit there. So you know exactly what you're getting from a viewpoint, from a viewing angle. Game Time is the place for the last-minute ticket deals. Again, forget m- planning months in advance. It's the fastest-growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Just clickety-clack. You're in and you're out. Whatever you want, any type of entertainment venue, Game Time has you covered. Stank the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account. Use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Reading code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Uh, let's bring uh, Brian back in here and continue this. I want to start with let's let's do kind of a sandwich here. So we have compliment sandwich, right? Wait, you land the defensive lineman. Now what's wrong with the class? And then I'll go back to a good thing with Xavier Lucas. What is this class missing? Uh, where are the wide receivers? Um... Look, man, there's no political correctness to this. And you're going to have people throwing objects at their screens over the next comment. Wisconsin, in my opinion, took a step back in a way as a program with its recruiting class because their number one objective was to get faster outside and get a bunch of numbers outside. They got faster. The kid they got, that slot kid is really good. We'll talk about Xavier Lucas here in a minute. But where are the numbers? They didn't sign a single wide receiver that's a perimeter wide receiver. Not one. How in the world is that possible? That is complete fail. F minus. I mean, you're not going to beat USC and Oregon and Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State until you can be a vertical threat on first and 10 because you want to be, mm-hmm. not because you are forced to be. When you're forced against those teams with their DBs and D-Y and good luck. So Wisconsin's kind of a middle-of-the-pack Big Ten team until they figure this wide receiver problem out. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I mentioned something similar on my show that – you needed to – I thought you needed to go get uh, – like, I like Con Barry Johnson a lot, but he's a slot guy. You know, oh, yeah, you need to go get a 6'2 guy who can take the top off the defense. And I think you need a guy like that every year. Um, and I, it just didn't happen this cycle. Here's my question, and this is maybe – and I don't follow Wisconsin close enough to know. Name me, Ryan, one player that Wisconsin was at least close to that six – even a six-foot guy that could take the top off the defense. Name the guy that made an official visit to Wisconsin that fits that profile. They did They did go after a Marion Stewart, right? So they, they took a big swing on him, got close, but it felt like once that ship sailed, they didn't have a plan B, C, or D. And maybe that's not fair for me to say. I'm sure I'm, I'm sure they know they, they want to – I mean, like, I'm sure they're not oblivious to that, but it just, for whatever reason, didn't happen. Look – this kind of comes back to something else, and this is an awkward situation. Part of their problem is NIL. There are certain schools that can kind of get away with not spending as much up front NIL because they are tradition-rich programs historically. No offense to the recent history of Wisconsin. It's not a historical dominant program. Kids don't look at Wisconsin like they do Alabama, who doesn't pay a lot of NIL up front, or Georgia, a lot of NIL up front. So there's different ways to look at it, but they got to get some of these kids, and a lot of the receivers want the bag. So 
They got to figure that out with the administration because they don't have a history with receivers either. It's a double whammy. They're going to either have to convert guys, get a Juco kid, which they normally don't recruit that way, or take a transfer that they, I mean, why would a transfer a big time receiver go to Wisconsin? Like Colby Young for Miami's in the portal. I bet he's not looking at Wisconsin, but he go in there might be their best receiver. They yeah. got to figure that out because again, like I think their ceiling is eight and four, nine and three tops until they figure a receiver out with all the teams coming into the Big Ten. It's going to get worse, not better. Well, and you mentioned, too, that, that so much in, impacts what a Mabry Metoyer is going to be able to do, what a Van Dyke is going to be able to do, what a Braden Locke is going to be able to do. Like they, You actually had a really interesting comment. You said, I don't know if we'll see the best of Mabry Metoyer until he gets to the NFL because he's actually going to have weapons at that point. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I go to these seven-on-seven seven events, <clears throat> and sometimes there'll be a kid – that's the quarterback that'll win an MVP at a tournament or something. And I'll be talking to like someone like Andrew Ivins or, or, you know, John Garcia or somebody at an event that's a big time analyst in, in my industry. And we're like, yeah, he's a nice kid, but look who he's throwing to. There are literally, and this is no, no lie. There'll be two or three teams at a seven on seven tournament that have more high end talent than the Wisconsin Badgers college football team at receiver. And it's not close. High school. I mean, we're talking about kids that got Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, and all that. You have to find a way to there, there's just no shortcut. They have to find a way to get top end, everybody wants them, elite, look at me kind of guys that normally don't fit Wisconsin. I get it. You're not you're not winning titles or coming, you're not sniffing it without them. So they got to figure that out. And I don't know how they do it at this point because right now they're really struggling. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's something we definitely talked about on our post-signing day show. That That's the one spot I looked at in this class. I was like, gosh, I really wish we would have had two more bodies there. And one of them was would have been 6'2", that runs a 4-4, even if he's raw, just to have that type of athletic ability. It changes wow. your play calling and what teams do defensively. Think about your run game when that safety's not in the box. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like Wisconsin's run game's bad, but, I mean, you got 8 billion guys diving into the box. They'd average a half yard more a carry if they had a a legit receiver conservatively a half yard more on the season. That's how important it is. So you, you got to find one. By the way, if you hear my kids in the background, I apologize. I'm trying to mute in and out. We're at a cabin. It is what it is. They're going nuts. Uh, I want to shift gears, Brian. So that was the receiver issue. That was what we considered also on our post uh, signing. They show maybe one of the biggest issues in this class. Let's shift to keeping Xavier Lucas in the class, the six foot, six foot one cornerback, uh, coming out of Fort Lauderdale, American Heritage. You and I have talked about him a lot. Miami made a late push here. How big was this for Wisconsin to keep him? This kind of goes along with getting Ernest Willer. I cover Miami and the state of Florida heavily. They wanted him. They made a concerted effort to get him. They brought him in for an official visit right before National Signing Day. History says strongly that when Miami makes a push for a South Florida kid late, they get him. To beat Miami, who had a top five class, by the way, for this kid is huge. Again, this shows Wisconsin can do it. Part of the time, you know, it's, it's kind of random. The kid just looks at it from a loyalty standpoint. Hey, Wisconsin wanted me six months ago. Miami has slow played me, and they flat out did. There's no maybe about it. But, you know, I talked to American Heritage coach, Coach Smith. He thinks he can play safety or corner. Yeah, you figure it out after you get on campus. That's a guy that has the speed to play with Ohio State. Now, the technique and all that's, you know, you, you got to keep learning and all that, but he can play either spot. 
Wisconsin's going to gain something out of him. If he doesn't end up starting, I would be very surprised and probably starting for multiple years. Really good football player. And he, again, he's from American Heritage. Elite competition, Broward County, Fort Lauderdale area. He He's seen it all. So I think he'll he'll make an impact at Wisconsin by his sophomore year. Well, and you mentioned it too, for Wisconsin to go down to that area and get a kid that Miami wanted. But I would even add to get a kid at that position that Miami wanted. It's not an offensive lineman <laughs> or, you know, like – yeah. Imagine a cornerback. I made the point on the show saying, you know, I'm going to go to Madison instead of Coral Gables. And you're right. They, they did kind of slow play him. But that's a big statement to me for Wisconsin and, and this class to be able to bring him in with, under those circumstances. It's not expected. But that's this is the norm for what is unusual, as goofy as that sounds. You have to be the unusual more often. And it has to become the norm. So one of these kids is not They need two of these every year. They need two of those receivers every year to get over the hump. The numbers really aren't that big. It's just like that those kind of kids just don't reside in the Midwest as often. They're going to have to go outside the region because when they are in the Midwest, Notre Dame, Michigan, and Ohio State know it too. They go all out for those kids because it's a pain in the butt for them to recruit in the South too. But cornerback in particular, the deep South is, I mean, there's a gazillion. So maybe they can consistently go this route. Like Miami didn't offer him early. Florida State forded with him first, actually, but their DB class was so good they passed. I still think they should have taken him. And now it's Wisconsin's game. There are kids like this in Georgia, Arkansas, Mississippi, et cetera. Wisconsin just has to put more resources into it. If you just add two or three kids like this that are versatile, kind of like Xavier Lucas, maybe you end up flipping one of those from DB to receiver. I mean, that could happen too. He could play receiver. It's not out of the question. He's he's a really good athlete. So there's a different way to get it done. So you just got to find a way to make that happen. And hopefully, if you do, in this class, maybe it sets a trend too because American Heritage is a really good football program and it's one that's well-respected in the South and nationally. That can also open up your opportunities for your ability to get down the road and maybe sign two or three more kids like this from Fort Lauderdale that you know aren't from American Heritage but you know, it could be an offensive tackle. It could be a quarterback or whatever. Wisconsin needs that because even if it's, again, if it's just a couple of kids a year to go with all the linemen they get to get, you know, defensive players like in the front seven, Wisconsin for the most part does good. It just need to get a few more linemen. They'll be okay. But man, getting four to kids, this kind of opens a door for the Badgers. Let me ask you this. So, you talk about Willer, how you have to stack that kind of talent, right? You can't get Willer in every, you can't just get one and then not get another defensive lineman of that caliber for two years. Yeah. This cornerback room here that they're bringing in with Lucas, with uh, Agard, with Jay Harper, is this good enough if they stack this type of talent year to year? Or do they still need to get better than even this trio coming in? Uh, I think that's debatable. I mean, it depends on your scheme and your coaching, but I think the athleticism is there. Corner is kind of a weird deal. A few years ago, I think it was 2016, when Washington went to the playoff, the following spring in the draft, they had not one but two guys. They were long, lean kids, kind of like Lucas, that they had signed a few years before that went to the draft. Neither one of them was ranked in the top 1,000, like coming out of high school. They were just track athletes out of North California. And then, you know, they coached them up. If Wisconsin's got the right coaches, you can do that. Like D-line is usually the the one that's the most obvious. Like, okay, this body type is different. It's obvious when he walks up to you and shakes his hand. Corner can be a little different, but you still just got to really be able to run. And having length is nice, so you can play different schemes and different styles. Because Lucas kind of fits all of those. 
So if you get him, then you sign a couple other kids that are in that 5'11 kind of area. Maybe you got, you got a slot. Maybe you got more of a field corner that's just a burner. But Lucas can play that boundary spot where you're, oftentimes you're just on an island, man. And that guy in front of you is 6'4", 217, and he's a you know fifth-year senior. You got to have a dude there because that's what Ohio State's going to put out there every time. And how yeah. well does that usually go for Ohio State? Well, how well does it go for Wisconsin? Eh, not so much. Not, not as well. <laughs> right, we're going to take a quick break, come back, get uh, Brian's final thoughts on this class, um, anything else that he wants to kind of point out about it. But first, a quick break for our friends of the show. Um, and a quick second to say thank you to everybody that's that's tuning in, as always. Today's episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. They have everything that you want from a, a sports book, right? Parlays, futures, teasers, spreads, every sport. It's easy. The payouts are quick and simple. The user interface is fast. You don't have to stumble around to figure out where you're going or what you try to get. It is a great spot for all your sports betting, making it a little more exciting as we're coming down the stretch in the NFL. Playoffs coming up. Basketball uh, is going on, obviously. College football bowl season. College basketball. There's a lot of fun to be had over at FanDuel. And there's a great new offer. Great offer for our new customers. Make a $5 money line bet. With that winning $5 money line bet, you can win $150 in bonus bets. So it's a great time to go sign up. Throw your $5 money line bet on something, maybe the 49ers, and then you get your 150 bucks back in bonus bets. Right now, visit fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Fanduel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL. All right, let's let's finish off here. And again, this is always great when we get Brian on. We get smarter because of it. Um, any other thing that stuck out to you, like final thoughts, other observations with this class? I would say that it's still important that like they got Hayward. They got a kid I mentioned earlier, Maryland. He's out of PA, Penn State, Pittsburgh, any school out, out east would have loved to have had him. And I think he could play at, at Georgia or anywhere. Getting kids like that is important. And it's also important. I, I've talked about him several times on this show. I think Dylan Jones is going to play early for the Badgers. Impact skill guys. Maybe he's one of the guys that helps him in the pass game too. Just screens. Maybe he plays a little bit in the slot. I, I don't know, but that's a really good football player. And maybe he could even play receiver. I don't, he's not humongous, so he could probably move out there and do it. They need more guys like that. Uh, Grant Steck probably isn't rated as high as he should be, and I know it's kind of an unusual thing, but Thomas Heiberger, or Heiberger, however you pronounce him, from South Dakota, gets no love because he's from South Dakota. He's a good football player. Curious to see where Wisconsin uses him. Uh, he, he's got upside inside or outside linebacker. Yeah, I, I love him, man, because you're talking about a a six four guy who has he has a thirty nine inch vertical and he runs a four six. Like, there's just not that many dudes like that. And yeah, if if he's, I actually talked about this, and I, if he was at American Heritage, if he was at um, the Woodlands or some of these other big schools, right? Mm -hmm. Just with those athletic measurables, like the recruitment is way different for a kid like that. Oh, absolutely. Because there are certain schools that colleges go through every single year. His is not one of them. So yeah, I mean, it's in a way, Wisconsin loves that because there's less competition, but at the same time, you know, you would like to be able to get those kids from those other programs because then they recruit the other kids at their school. There's two ways to look at that, but yeah, he would fit in in Miami and LA and Houston. It wouldn't matter where he's at. He's a really good football player. Just happens to be from South Dakota. Thoughts on, I want to maybe finish up on this. This is obviously Luke Fickle's first full class. He kind of came in halfway through last year's cycle. 
I feel like this is pretty good for a first full class at Wisconsin. I also think it needs to continue to get better. But what are your thoughts considering this is Luke Fickle's first class here? It's a little bit different than I thought it would be, honestly, because like they did pretty well at corner. Uh, that's something we didn't talk about, but they got they got a lot of really good players at corner slash safety, depending on how you want to grade Lucas. I think that's the biggest surprise. The biggest disappointment is obviously a receiver. O-line, I'm never going to really worry about Wisconsin too much. They do a great job. Uh, tight end, they got two different kinds. It's pretty balanced. It, it, the only thing is is the receiver stuff. So I, I like the direction they're going. Maybe the only other surprise is they didn't get quite as many Ohio kids as I thought they might get. You know, he's got a really strong tie to there, but that's, that's you know, six one away, half dozen the other. But they, they're headed in the right direction. This next class, I hate putting pressure on them. But it will be the telltale sign if this is going to be a seven and five to nine and three program or somebody that can legitimately take a step up. If they do not go out and flat out get the ones that everybody wants at receiver, they're in trouble. There is no, and they can try to smooth it over on next signing day. It's a yes or no checkbox. And uh, I'll, I'll call it out if they don't, and I'll call it if they do. No, no, we appreciate it as always, Brian. The honesty is awesome. All right, he is Brian Smith at FB Scout underscore Florida. I'm assuming a pretty busy week or so oh. for you, Brian. Uh, uh, that's the understatement of the millennium. <laughs> but happy holidays from myself, uh, from everybody that watches the show, all the Badger fans who enjoy your content, man. Hope you have an excellent, amazing one. I'm sure we'll talk again next week, maybe dive more into this class, look at some 25 kids. Uh, but, Brian, thank you as always. We really do appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, take care and uh, Merry Christmas. And for everybody listening, thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll talk to you again tomorrow on Wisconsin, and we'll talk later.